Hello, we're the Sticky Bomb Boys. I'm Prue. And I'm Paul. Welcome to the final of the Great British Bake Off Series 1. This week's theme is a tea party, which could also be used as a description of what we do on this podcast. Very true. It was also surprisingly brutal, but we'll get to that shortly. Before we do, just a little reminder that we're going to be kicking off our recap of Season 2 from next week with a whole new batch of bakers. And as ever, we'll be uploading a little bonus Meet the Bakers episode to our OnlyFans to easy win to the new series. I love being eased in. It's the best way. It truly is. Join us over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys for that. And join us after these for this week's episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So it's the final. And Blink, it's the final. Blink what? Oh. Just blink. Oh, sure. <laughs> it started. I thought you were doing like a Blink-182 <laughs> reference and I got confused. No, it's just so fast, this series. It is very fast. Also, the tent is not the tent. It's a totally different tent. It's tiny. It's tiny. It's a different shape. There's no peaks. No. It's very strange. It's basically just like a small marquee in the corner of a garden. I'm outraged, but I shouldn't really. It's just because we've been so used to the tent. But this was the first mm. series. They could do whatever they wanted. Sure. It's in London, though. In Fulham? Yes. It's called Fulham Palace. It just looked like a house. And with a very, very small garden in it, which is where they're kind of hemmed into the <laughs> yes. into the corner. Next to a hedge. And this week, they introduced Mary as the Queen of Tarts, which actually would explain quite a lot of the innuendos we've been talking about. Yes, that would have been more... But they weren't really doing innuendos at this point, were they? They were much no. more leaning into the drama of it all. Like Ruth said, my entire life depends on one minute of cake. Yeah. I thought that's quite intense, Ruth. It's also not one minute, because you famously have longer than that for a challenge. All three of them seemed to act like their life depended on this it was very intense and remember this isn't a big show at this point no this is for anyone that was listening that doesn't know britain this was a small show on a small backward kind of fringe bbc channel yeah it was absolutely not a big deal but everyone was taking it very seriously and this episode wasn't quite as fun because they were all taking it so seriously and it didn't actually follow the normal format no there was a signature there was a showstopper that wasn't really called a showstopper, but there was no technical. And there was an elimination. And there was an elimination. That was So what did we think about that? I quite liked it, you know. I thought like, because we've spoken about this before, like normally the series finals are so dull. Like they're so dull. I mean, last time we did one, we, we kind of conflated it with the previous episode because <laughs> yeah. like there's nothing that happens. I mean, our year was notable because Steph was having a breakdown. Alice's parents couldn't make it and you managed to survive because they were doing really badly. But like, <laughs> but like that was interesting because yeah. there was stuff happening. But normally there's nothing. So eliminating someone after the signature, I think it's great. Yeah. And sometimes the finals, it just... Like the last one, 
when Shibiri won it, they just piled too much into the final yeah. and make it into too much of a big deal. Yeah. And then they've also got to cram in all of the backstory bits as well. So sometimes it's just a bit too much. Whereas, yeah, I, I quite liked, yeah, I liked not having a technical and having an elimination. But it did mean that I felt the signature went on for a bit too long. Yes, it was two and a half hours. They, <laughs> no, I just meant long in the program. Oh, sure. I mean, it was two and a half hours. I've written these down, Michael. Have you actually? It was signature miniature cake bakes. Cake bakes. I don't know why I've written that. Uh, <laughs> two and a half hours, which isn't very long to do 24 identical cakes. And they said cakes. Very, the, the, very nearly their famous catchphrase, which is on your marks, get set, bake. They said ready, steady, bake. So it was the first nearly catchphrase ah. um, that I heard there. 24 miniature cakes is quite a lot. That's batch baking. The thing is, is 24, but they're small. Two and a half hours seems like a reasonable amount of time for How this. How many holes are there in a in a... <laughs> <laughs> oh 12 yeah sure thank you for that i couldn't so work out the word betray it's not really batch baking is it because you can put them both you can fit two trays you can in fit the oven. two you fill yeah fill 24 holes yeah but then i found it fill quite strange holes in two and a half hours it's you quite can. a lot of work that actually i don't think i'd have the stamina <laughs> uh but they it kept on showing them just putting one tray in each so i don't know why they were doing that small ovens maybe Do well they switch off if they get too hot hmm. um so let's see if i've got things written down there's only three people come on david <laughs> ruth made mint ginger and blackberry cakes she said it was based on a cocktail what cocktail is that oh i have no idea mint ginger and black like a bramble no that's i don't know she's just making that up imagine making something up just for your signature just a story like <laughs> they i said, did every week but the judges said oh we want them to experiment in this challenge then ruth was like i'm experimenting with these three and they were like oh that's disgusting what are you doing that for <laughs> yeah, like, exactly what, what do you want from her she also was so excited to say like this was my recipe it's like they're all meant to be a recipe ruth. you're actually like breaking you know you're spoiling the illusion here um but yeah she wanted to do things that people didn't normally do and ruth said she was using these special tins these drain pipe tins because she wanted them to be bigger than a cupcake which is what miranda was doing but they actually look the same size as a cupcake so i was wondering if she was throwing shade on miranda there. i reckon the producers were just desperate for miranda to go they needed to find some kind of reason to send her home and that was what they were going with because it did seem quite strange miniature cakes they wanted signature miniature cakes a cupcake is, that a, is miniature a miniature cake. cake that's what that is it's yeah it's an american version but it's still a it's still a it's still a small cake also with ruth paul said that blackberry was a pungent flavor Blackberry is like the weakest of the berry flavors. It def- blackberries and blueberries. It tastes really, like water. Yeah, it's actually hard to bring their flavor through. Yeah, right. I was a bit confused by that. I thought Ruth's sounded really delicious, actually, to be fair. Yeah, I thought they did as well. Uh, Miranda was making lemon cupcakes. She did go quite simple, but her idea was to do something simple and do it really well. And it was a lemon cupcake. And then she put a, what she call it? A lemon soak on it and then some lemon icing and then some decorations. She made a lemon drizzle cake. Yeah. She was like, I've just, I've worked out that if you drizzle some lemon over it and it sinks in, it makes it really moist and lemony. And I was like, yeah, that's a lemon drizzle cake. Yeah, I've written here, fuck off if that's your own technique. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. That's literally been around I wrote down, it's a drizzle, so not your own technique. <laughs> <laughs> and also Paul was like, seems quite simple. And she was like, no, I'm putting lemon zest into the sponge. <laughs> Yeah, but Paul says, seems quite simple. And it's like, yeah, Paul, and you loved her vanilla biscuits. (laughs) Yes. Which were the like the archetypal simple bake. They were after her going. I mean, we're cutting to the end, but like when they came out, they looked very similar to Ruth's. Yes. And they were slagging off Miranda's and praising Ruth's, which was very strange. She had brought her decorations in, which was a bit strange. Like she actually had these little piped 
royalizing decorations, but she'd brought them from home. Oh, I didn't even notice. Hmm. Did she have the wee green bows? Oh, that was No, that, that was, Ruth. was Ruth, yeah. Sure. And then Ed had a bit of a problem, didn't he? He made what sounded like amazing cakes. They were cinnamon and banana cakes, which I love the idea of, with a caramel Italian meringue. You didn't like it? I don't like banana in cake or oh, bread. I love it. It just makes it like, I feel like if I stuck my finger into it, it would like leave an imprint. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, really? Like, you know, but, you know when you like stick your finger in and like the bread just kind of goes claggy and sticks together? Yeah. That's what banana does to a cake. So not just chunks, you just don't like it if it's a banana I don't bread. like clag. Okay. I think, I think I like it because I know it's meant to be claggy for banana. I'm going to come out against clag. Right. I'm not for it. We'll have to do this as a taste test one time. C-O-C. Cock. <laughs> Coming out with the <laughs> Well, I liked it. And Paul liked the idea of this one. The problem was, I mean, first of all, as he was spooning his mixture in, I never understand, Michael, why people use an ice cream scoop to mix things in that's like a batter. No. It's just a spoon. Yeah. Just use a spoon. And also, why are we using silicon molds for cupcakes yes, not... or small cakes? Yeah. Like, they're just not as... The problem with them is you have to put them onto a metal tray to make sure they kind of hold their shape anyway. And then you've already used the metal tray, so you might as well have used the metal tray in the first place because it has to be hot. Yes. And then they never unmold easily. They always stick. Not for something that's soft as well. Mm. Like, it's... Yeah. I thought it was wrong. And he he really, like he overfilled them, but he'd filled the mixture to the brim. He hadn't lubed them up properly and he'd overfilled them. Ed was having problems. Mm. Interesting, actually, with Ed that they thought him making Italian meringue was tricky, whereas now it's expected that you know what that is. Yes. Like our first technical was Italian meringue buttercream. Yeah. Because you were expected to be able to make that, whereas they were like, oh, Italian meringue. Oh, how exciting. And like, it's just the... It's, a, it's amazing how far that show has come and what they expect from you now. And to be fair, like Ruth literally just made the most basic buttercream and Miranda just made like a really normal fondant icing. So Ed was doing something that would... I'm going to need you to back off Ruth, actually. Back off Ruth? Back Why? off, because she should have won. Really? Yes. Uh... I don't think so. I think Ruth was style over substance. Uh, well, at least there was some style. Did you see what Ed made? Yeah, but he tried to roll them in hazelnuts. Yeah. <laughs> Raw nuts. Yeah, they weren't toasted. They, they looked didn't... gross. That would have been really fibrous to bite. <laughs> it's always good to get some fiber in. He's definitely a gay man. Yeah. Uh, judging then. Judging. So Ruth didn't really get the flavors. Surprise, surprise, they couldn't taste the blackberry. They mm. couldn't taste the ginger because she just used raw root ginger. But they got a lot of it. And they did say it was really well baked and did taste very nice. Paul complained it was too girly. Nonsense. Yes. Absolute nonsense. Do you know what? The theme of this episode was this kind of very strange gendered thing to do with girly and manly baking. Had to be dainty for an afternoon tea, which is a bit icky. Yeah. Also, I loved though that Ruth in her little vox pop afterwards called him out because she was just like, he was, he said before he went in, they were going to be too small. He'd made up his mind before he ate them, but I thought they were great. Do you know what I also love is the fact that the editors kept this in because we yeah. all say things like that and they just cut them out to make us look really like supportive. But actually a lot of us call Paul out. I mean, I'm, I'm famously too busy crying. So everyone else. <laughs> Else did but i didn't i have to say out of the three miranda's were the ones i wanted to eat they, they did just say gorgeous. it was really moist lovely texture very lemony but their question basically was is this enough yes is the answer yeah it looked great it's a small cake it's yeah. what you asked i for. mean was the flavor a bit basic yeah i do agree if you're looking at what the others are doing they're really pushing the boundaries a bit more in terms of they're trying new flavors but they're both less successful whereas she does what she's doing absolutely bang on perfectly do you know what if she just because this isn't that much different but if she'd just done a little scoop out put some lemon curd in and then done an italian meringue so it's a lemon meringue cupcake not lemon just put jam in put some raspberry lemon and raspberry put jam in then you've like doubled up your you've doubled your flavor profile i think 
what was weird to me was that Ruth and Miranda both, I mean, Ruth didn't make them in cupcake cases, but then kind of put them in a paper cupcake yes. case. So they both looked the same, yeah, really, but they slagged one off and not the other. And for Ed, they said it looks a mess, but they liked the, it seemed to be they liked his idea more it, than anything else. It was the raw nuts for me. They just looked messy. Apparently they tasted fantastic, but they looked messy. And also we didn't see the brief because Paul did say this one followed the brief the most, apparently. Yeah, but if two of the three did the wrong thing, the brief wasn't clear enough. True, yeah. So then we had this lovely little tea setting mm. where Mel and Sue were basically marriage counsellors mm. for Paul and Mary, yeah. who really went at it. I can't believe they showed so much. They got really riled about who should go Apparently home. Apparently it took five hours to judge, which is pretty intense. I was like, you saw this one bit outside and Ed's like, I said I'd ring my mum at lunchtime, but it seems to have gone on too long. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Mel was complaining about level pegging, which I think sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway who got and then, no, and then sue in reply said i know it's tight <laughs> <laughs> who are they referring to then well who do you think in that no let's not no let's not <laughs> definitely wasn't mary um so <laughs> queen of tarts famously <laughs> who who got their way that's the question paul it felt like Paul wasn't going to get his way because it felt like Mel and Sue were kind of slightly backing Mary. Paul had decided. Yeah. I have to say I didn't agree that Miranda should have gone home. And this is not like I... And it, we were saying this the other week, like it's easier to say this kind of stuff now because it doesn't really matter. It's 10 years ago. Um, and we wouldn't say this about somebody that was more recent because it's not fair. But I didn't think Ed should have gone through. Oh, you thought Ed would have gone? Yeah. Ooh. Because his bake looked messy and like it tasted fine. But the other two looked so much better and were better bakes. Personally, I thought... You just don't like banana cake, do you? I really don't like that. And I don't <laughs> like raw nuts. No. <laughs> well, I I hadn't even thought of that, actually. I think just because I knew that Ed wins. So I kind of hadn't really thought about, <laughs> I thought about it. But maybe you're right, actually. I love the fact that when they said that I Miranda... Often am. It's a curse. It is. It's awful. When Miranda did eventually go, Mary said that she reminded her of her when she was younger. So posh and privileged basically <laughs> it was really sad i teared up when miranda went i know and ruth got really upset like it was well. really an emotional moment like it was the first kind of like proper like oh moment like you, you, we all know that moment <laughs> oh moment <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it was a proper like emotional an emotional tug some might say yeah it was it was definitely a tug <laughs> so on to the next day oh basically the reason they didn't I'm still thinking the, about an emotional tug <laughs> So basically, they did actually have a technical setup, but because they spent five hours debating, they just cut it out. That's that... what. I... No, that's what I think, though. Oh, sure. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's really good reporting. I... <laughs> that's what we're doing here, by the way. This is a journalism <laughs> podcast <laughs> from 13 years ago. <laughs> we're a little bit late. We just had to wait for Michael to go through puberty. <laughs> okay, so on to the showstopper. So the showstopper was an actual tea party. This was good. Which I thought was lovely. A lot of things that they had to make 24 sandwiches, 24 scones, 24 tarts and 24 shoe buns. And the sandwiches had to be brown and white and apparently had to be egg mayo and ham because they both did that. And they only had five hours to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if they provided the filling. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what though? I was trying to work out the math and I was watching it like could I do this in that time? And yes, you absolutely could, but it's really hard. Yeah. But I loved this. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was good. And they kept on, to, to me, they talked about the wrong pressure points because they were getting really stressed about Ed leaving it not enough time to do his scones. Scones take 20 minutes scones to make. Scones are fine. Yeah, it was like yeah. the bread you want to get like on with. Like your scone, in my mind, you had to do the 
bread first. I get it proving. Then do your tart shells. Then maybe do your buns so they can cool your sh- down. Your shoe buns, yeah. Yeah, and then like your scones come last. Yeah, definitely. There seems to be a very big difference. Like Ruth is fast and furious, and mm. Ed is like totally chilled. So I mean, he takes, fast though. He's so slow, just even like moving around. Like he just is a slow, chilled, but obviously very, very methodical. It's like taken too much Valium, isn't it? It can't, yeah. slow, can't go fast. Ruth though, it's amazing how quickly she beats it out. Like it, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> like she, like she, ba- like she bashes it out. <laughs> yeah, probably not either. <laughs> She's very quick. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe that. So she was making a sultana scone with a sugared crust. I quite liked the idea. Of I that. don't know what that is. Have you done that before? Yeah, it's just if you use egg white and sugar. Should use sugar. milk? I think. Oh, you could use milk as well. Yeah, yeah, because egg white would make it more crusty. Basically, you know the top of a panettone. Yes, is very similar. But with that one, you use some ground almonds as well. But you, if you don't use ground almonds, just sugar and egg white, you get a really nice crust. I've never thought about that before. That sounds lovely, especially for like a sultana scone. That sounds delicious with loads of cream in the middle. Well, mm. no, it also works with a scone if you're not wanting to necessarily have like loads of cream and jam and strawberries and things. Just as a plain scone, it's really good. I mean, who's doing that? What's the point? I would do that. At what cost, David? <laughs> At what cost? But the thing, so here's my big confusion with this one. So it's an afternoon tea. The sandwiches are savoury. Yeah. The shoe buns, the scones, and the tarts are sweet. Ruth decides, okay, let's make the tarts savoury. So we've got sandwiches and tarts savoury, and we've still got scones and shoe buns are sweet. Brilliant. Paul was outraged. He was completely beside himself. He couldn't understand what was happening. He literally was saying, like, because for some reason he thought then that the scones weren't sweet. He, yeah. he saw them as being in the middle. All scones the, are definitely all sweet. All the rage of a white man scorned. It was absolutely wild. Like, he was so against it. I didn't understand. I also thought it was brilliant, though. She was putting cheese into the pastry as well. Although she was poking holes in her pastry, and the narrator called it docking. Yeah. And I thought that was something else. No, no. It, I mean, it's both. Sure. It can be either. If you want to Google that, do it at your risk. Yeah. But I was a bit confused by that. She has like a brilliant skill, I think, Ruth, about just not flapping. Something goes yeah. wrong and she's just like, well, that's not working. Into the bin, let's start again. Like her shoe pastry didn't work. She did what I did was when I had that breakdown about the shoe pastry, when you made those little like deep fried turds and yeah. I made that awful shoe because the eggs were bigger than I was used to. So I put in more egg mixture and my shoe was too slack, essentially. It wouldn't pipe. And she had that same problem. And whereas I had four consecutive panic attacks, she just went, oh, I'll start again. But it is a real skill, like you say, for Bake Off is the decisiveness. Mm. Just saying, because often you faff around thinking, oh, this isn't going right. I'll just keep on trying to make it work. And then you get to the point where you think, well, I definitely can't start now because I've just faffed around for so long. Right. She was just like, this hasn't worked. Get rid of it. We were talking again. to Sophie Fowler the other weekend about challenges that we'd found hard during Bake Off. And she was talking about a biscuit showstopper that wasn't working and how she just kind of thought quickly to be like, I can't make this biscuit. So I'm just going to pipe on what was going to be a biscuit. And the judges didn't even notice. Yeah. Whereas like my mind, I think your mind would be more like hers, but mine is like, I can't do what I'd planned. Oh my God, what do I do now? Have a panic attack. Have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ed's scones also sounded nice though. Lemon in the scone and then a passion fruit curd. I quite liked that. Yeah, sounds lovely. Yeah, and, and they did look nice and fluffy. And he puts like he puts the, a scoop, which is, I think is the best thing to do with a passion fruit curd. It's to put a scoop of passion fruit bits into mm. the curd so you get like a crunch in it as well. Yes, I like passion fruit is quite a weak flavor. But his chocolate and ginger tarts, they weren't bad. I just find I don't really like when you've got pastry and then a really claggy ganache. Like it's just not He'd all the textures for me. Before. He made them in pastry week. Yeah, he did. It's the same ones. Yeah. Robbed. <laughs> but he was very, very calm. I have to say, as this series has gone on, I've just found Ed very, very calming. I think he's a very, very skilled baker. It just felt for me like Ruth was pushing so much harder. Yeah. To be fair, when they finished and they kind of both brought them up to the judging, 
to me, it would have been very hard to pick. They both had done really well. Neither of them had had a failure at any no. point. They'd both done really well. It seemed to be that basically the only thing was, first of all, Ruth's scones were massive. Um, that was one thing. It came thing. down to Mary and her being a size queen, essentially. Yeah. And also Paul going off on one again, saying, oh, this is because it's got more savouring. This is a man's tea party. Mm. And if it's got more sweet things on, it's a woman's tea party. Nonsense. Shut up. Absolute nonsense. When they were kind of finishing off, they kind of got the other bakers in. Uh, when they were finishing the tea party. off. <laughs> they were finishing off. But Jazz looks so good. She did, yeah. She looked absolutely stunning. Did you notice that the music, when they were about to announce who'd won, it sounded like the beginning of I Want It That Way? I didn't notice. Is it the Backstreet Boys? Yeah. yeah, it sounded very Backstreet Boys. It was given Backstreet Boys. I was so excited to see all the bakers come back. There wasn't that many other people. They just it was mainly the bakers. I was I mean, I was mainly excited to see Mark again. Oh God bless Mark oh, and his Mark. marmalade hole. <laughs> <laughs> so David, we've all been waiting for at least six weeks now. Who won this season of the Great British Bake Off? Is everyone ready for this? It was Ed Kimber. Sure. Paul did say you need more filling. Hold your applause. <laughs> <laughs> it did seem very, very close. And also, Ed didn't get a cake stand. He got he, a metal trophy. He got a metal trophy. And then Ruth got some flowers. I'd have preferred Ruth. Ruth, do you know what? Like, again, it was the storyline thing. At the end, it was so moving because, like, she was really proud of herself. And, like, saying, having these people giving her praise and that she felt really proud. I felt genuinely moved again. And her kids. Her kids were tasting them and saying, yeah, she's definitely one because I like these like, the best. yet another emotional tug. Like, it really got me. And then they cut to Ed and he was like, yeah, one. Oh, no, but he was happy, though. He did cry. I didn't cry. <laughs> no, you didn't cry. <laughs> At least he cried. <laughs> I feel like I've been mean to Ed. He obviously is a very skilled baker and you can see since the show, he's gone on to do amazing things. And it's brilliant. It just felt for me like it was Ruth's, but he was clearly very talented as well. Yeah, I don't know. That it... He was more consistent than Ruth, for sure. Through the whole program, although he did have that really bad week in pastry. Yeah. Whereas Ruth pudding. didn't have a, a... Oh, was it pudding? Yeah. Ruth didn't have a terrible week at any point. But I also agree with you... Her highs I... perhaps weren't as high as his, mm. but she had lows and he didn't. But I also agree that Miranda was very, very strong as well. So it was, it a, was really a good final. final. Yeah, a really good final. The where are they now at the end was nice. I didn't realise they did that right from series yeah. one as well. Did you notice that Jasminda was doing her own bake-off of Children in Need? Good luck getting that past the contract these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they all seem to be starting a baking business. Yeah. I wonder how many of them we know about now. Well, what a massive surprise that was. Who had any idea that Ed Kimber was going to win? We didn't, that's for sure. We never even mentioned it, not once. Well, all jokes aside, he was definitely a worthy winner. And for the next series, we're genuinely not going to know who the winner is, which will be fun. Yes, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Right, on to this week's taste test. It comes from Gareth, who says that cucumber is pure evil and should be removed from existence. Not one to mince his words then. What do you reckon? Is he safe or is it a one-way pass to jail? 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, it's us, interrupting the ads to advertise ourselves. Not like that, I'm taken. I'm not, so I'm not not advertising myself in that way. We digress. We're here to talk about our Patreon. Or our OnlyFans, as we like to call it. Each week, we upload bonus content such as ad-free and extra episodes, exclusive Q&As, behind-the-scenes content, and more. And all of that could be yours for the small price of a coffee each month. Or we also have an annual membership available for a cheeky discount. And you get the added bonus of knowing you're helping us to keep the podcast in your ears each and every week to join us all you need to do is visit patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys we'll see you there we actually haven't heard from producer alex in a wee while so you've got two words now just to sum up what you feel about gareth and cucumber you ready let's go easy jail easy jail really i mean my thing with this one is i don't love cucumbers but i don't hate them i can understand that the gloopy middle might not be conducive yeah. to like mm. love i would rather get rid of celery personally oh i like a celery you know a raw celery uh, is there any other way well i like it when it's in things like sauces and soups but i don't like it raw oh i like <laughs> that's not what i've heard <laughs> I, I well like... also saying that there's, there's other uses for cucumber like what but various <laughs> well, do do expand. There's all different sizes. Uh-huh. They're quite rigid. They've got a lovely, lovely smooth texture. But what about like the pip at the end? Well, you can just bite that off. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to send him to jail. Or but he, but maybe he goes on remand. I don't know what remand I, is actually. I don't. Know. I think house arrest. I don't know. But he's he's kind of yeah. I think he he shouldn't have brought that up. Basically, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree. I think he needs to go to jail. Yeah, jail. And he can use his cucumber while he's there. Uh, The first person in the inbox is Penny. Hello, boys. I'm currently planning a trip to Paris this summer, and I can't wait to get my lips on some lovely buns and to suck out the cream. Thanks for that, Penny. Are you going on a holiday anywhere nice this year? (laughs) And if so, what baking delicacies are you wanting to try? Are you going away this year? Actually, I am. But I, I was because I know what holiday you're going, and I think it's probably quite similar to the what Penny's doing here, getting her hands on some lovely, or some lips on some lovely buns and sucking out some cream. I, I'm but, I'm going to France, but it's not Paris. You're going on a cruise. You're going oh, cruising. I'm, I'm going. I'm famously a cruising girl. You now. are going cruising, and there's going to be lots of cream involved. 
How dare you? <laughs> Just to be clear, I'm not going to Hampstead Heath. I'm actually going on a boat <laughs> from Athens. I mean, I think it's a ship, a bit bigger than a boat. Well, yes, it's a, bit, it's a ship. It's a cruise ship. It's great. It's Virgin Voyages. Not being paid to say this, but it's honestly the best time. Yeah, but you got paid Full to do it gays, last time. No kids. I did get paid to do it last time. It was a lot of fun. I'm going around Greece, but I don't know what. Or like, like, um, Baklava, they'll have that in like Bodrum and stuff like that, won't they? Oh, yeah. Like proper authentic Baklava. So is it nice. just Greece you're doing on the cruise? Uh, Greece, Turkey, and like all the islands, Mykonos. In general, there will probably be nice pastries and things on those. The main thing I love about Greek food and stuff like that is like the salads they make, and they put a massive block of feta in the middle, mm. but their feta just doesn't taste like our feta. Like it tastes warm and like, I'm not really a, a sweet boy. Really? No. Also, when you're on a cruise ship, do you stumble off hungover and not really want the food when you get to the actual places, or do you want the food? Um, see, I don't really eat much during the day anyway, So, and we tend to be back on the boat in the evenings, so it's kind of just stuff on the boat, or like pastries from shops that I go to. I'm going to France in May, June time. Oh, you might see Penny. I might see you. We can, we can suck out some cream together. I mainly like the bread, like a good baguette. With a bit of salt on it, lovely. I do, but I do like the viennasserie, not the patisserie, the, the croissants mm, stuff. Viennasserie. Viennasserie. I like pardon? croissants and pain au chocolat and pain raisin. I do love those. Uh, but I'm going to Sardinia this year, mm. which is Italian. And I have to say... We I went there, we made pizza there. Oh, did you? Mm. I, and I love the savoury bits of it- Italy more than the sweet. I find mm. the sweet just some like boring biscuits. So I'm not going to have many delicacies, more just... Pizzas. I feel like breads everywhere you go are much more interesting. Like obviously, if you go to like uh, like the Eastern world and you go to India, places like that, their sweets are different. But it's mainly to do with the spices they add to the sweets rather than the actual sweet itself. Yeah, but like Penny, though, I do. When I'm thinking about a holiday, I do generally think about the food. Mm. Whatever the food is, I'm excited. The next question is from Liz. Is it a question? Yes, it is a question. Since watching the Great British Baking Show and re-watching multiple seasons, welcome, I've learned a lot of new baking terms. It's like a whole new language. And since listening to your podcast, some of those terms have taken on a different meaning. Mm. Sorry about that. Um, it seems that some terms are universally disliked liked such as moist and others are universally liked such as slather what i want to know from you is what are your favorite and most hated baking terms i must say i love the word slather i do i love slather mm. i don't hate moist i quite like moist because i like i like something that is moist it used to make me think of like fungal like foot infections but then when everyone was like oh i hate moist i kind of wanted to be cool and then i stopped hating it yeah i mean slather slather's slather. lovely yeah. I'm trying to think of other words that I like and don't like. I tend to, it comes up quite often. I, I don't like... like curdle, but that's because the word sounds like the thing and the thing isn't a particularly nice thing, curdled. Clump as well. Oh, that's a horrible word, isn't it? Clump is one of the worst words in the English alphabet. Do you know what? One baking thing I really don't like, which isn't a term, oh, no, it's a term, it's just not a word, is crumb coat. Yeah, well, that's a bit gross, oh. actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you what would you prefer it was called oh i don't know i what quite cr- like the word crimp oh yes i like crimp Crimp is quite nice i actually quite like the word fold yeah when it says fold a tin i'm like oh that sounds quite sultry how about blooming gelatin i like blooming i like to bloom do you like to bloom i like to bloom <laughs> <laughs> okay what about a hard crack or a soft crack I quite like hard crack. Yeah, I, soft crack sounds a bit like... Ugh. It makes me think of a whip. Yes. Yeah. Like a, like a, like like a snap, like that kind hard of. crack. No one wants a soft crack. Like no, a, it just doesn't sound like a crack anymore. 
<laughs> shouldn't be used with crack. Like a, like a bit like a squelch. Oh, that's a horrible word, actually. Don't like squelch. <laughs> that's not a baking term. <laughs> that's what Paul was doing with Jonathan's bread that time. What's that? Oh. Oh, what do you think about macerate? When you macerate strawberries and things. Oh, I quite like it. It feels quite aggressive in a sexy way. Yeah. And I also do actually quite like prove. When I used to read that, I just never really got. Like, why don't you just say See, rise? I've, I've never understood prove because I, I get confused between proof and prove. Oh, like yeah. Your first proof, but you're proving. And I find I find the linguistics confusing. So I don't think about it. It also, to me, sounds like you're trying to prove something. Well, you is are. It, is it good? Technically. Whenever we think about tempering chocolate, I always think about Sandy and Noel because I was having a panic about something random and they came over and imp impersonated different chocolates losing their temper. And it was one of the best moments of my entire life. I don't even think it's on... Don't think it, don't think it made it to camera. I don't know. But it was one of the most gorgeous moments. And now, even now, whenever I'm tempering chocolate or doing something, which I don't do often, but when I do, I think of them like taking this. Do you know, piss. if someone could be bothered they could produce an absolutely brilliant program of just loads of really funny outtakes. I thought you were about to say of 12 bakers in a tent, <laughs> <laughs> each doing three challenges. Wait, I've just had an idea. <laughs> right, I've got one more from Alice. And this is as requested, some of her favourite innuendos for you to guess from. So I'm going to read out the innuendo. The first thing you need to guess who it was. And the second thing is what it was. Okay. Who and what? It's all about making both the balls quite tight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. I think that was Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Alice has never talked about balls in her life. No, was, she hasn't actually. It was Paul Hollywood. But what was he talking about? All about making the, both the balls tight. Surely just bread rolls. It was cobs. The uh, cob. Oh, the cob. You had to put two balls on top and then you had to like stick your fingers in the middle. Oh, the bulbous cob. The bulb. <laughs> The bulbous cop. Okay, next one. Reveal your cracks. <laughs> that was definitely Mary, surely. No, it was Sue. Oh, Sue. But what was cracked? Oh. Reveal your cracks. Pavlovas? Madeira cakes. Oh, yeah, because they're meant to crack across the top. Because they're meant to crack across the top. That's some great penetration. Pfft. Surely Prue. Paul? <laughs> Not talking about himself. But who is he watching? <laughs> <laughs> but what what was being penetrated oh um what do you penetrate oh my god why would you use it talk about baking term when would you use penetrate i don't, yeah, I don't think i like the word penetrate i mean you could penetrate a donut it feels quite f could you <laughs> you could, i said you <laughs> um <laughs> shoe bun profiterole penetrating a profiterole with i'm thinking of penetration like a, a thing then switching looked it in at something and gone that's some great penetration <laughs> I've got no idea. Lemon drizzle cake. Oh, because to do the little holes before do you Do you remember that the... technique that Miranda invented? It's that. Oh, so um... she invented it in series one and they've used it in another <laughs> one. Absolutely. She invented lemon drizzle cake. <laughs> the final one, which you should know. Can you grab my drugs, please? Oh, that was smell. No, people will be screaming at their car radios. I don't know. Candice. Oh, I don't remember that. She made a gingerbread pub. And she had oh, jugs and yes. so my jugs, please. I mean, it's a bit of a, a downer for the last one there, isn't it, really? <laughs> I mean, that's, but I did beat you on the Bake Off quiz last week. I mean, you beat me on the Bake Off as well. 
And that's us at the end of the first series already. Thank you so much for coming along on the ride with us. The ride? I didn't notice you riding. I've been doing nothing else, David. So I hear. Very harsh. Very, very harsh. Anyway, remember there's loads of bonus bits over on our OnlyFans, as well as a cheeky We Meet the Bakers episode this week. To join us, head on over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. And we really, really, really want to hear from you. Our inbox isn't as bulging as it normally is. And you know how we love to bulge. Please do send in your thoughts, taste test questions, stories, and compliments, of course, over to stickybumboys at gmail.com. Don't think I love the word bulge. Anyway, we'll see you next week for episode one of series two. And in the meantime, keep them sticky, 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 sticky. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Oh, very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 